Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. This week, I'm talking about time management, something that almost everyone struggles with at one point or another. But before we jump in, I want to let you all know that the recording from the September group coaching or Q&A call is now available. So if you are a member of the Modern Manager community at the $20 above level, you can listen to this recording as well as the August call and all future calls. And in these group coaching calls, I answer your specific questions. So be sure to check out the September and August calls that are now available. And if you're not a member of the Modern Manager community, now is a great time to join. You can do so at patreon.com slash modernmanager. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash modern manager. And as a bonus, Wes K.O., who was my guest last week, is also doing a special live Q&A call on October 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And this is for members of the modern manager community at the $5 level and above. As always, if you cannot make a call live, you can send your questions to me by email, on LinkedIn, or on Patreon. I will make sure that Wes and I respond to them. And of course, we share the recording afterwards. And now let's talk about some time management. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. So time management. For many of us, there just never seems to be enough hours in the day. Our to-do lists seem to accumulate new tasks faster than we can cross them off. And we've got demands from colleagues and clients at work, plus family obligations and social responsibilities. And of course, in addition to all these things that we're supposed to do, there are many things that we wish we had time to do. Maybe that means going to the gym or cooking a meal from scratch or playing an instrument or reading a book or getting sleep, whatever that might be. And it just feels impossible to try and squeeze it all in. It is true that we probably can't do everything that we want to. But on the whole, when you approach your time with intentionality, you might be surprised by how much you can accomplish in 24 hours. So today I'm going to talk about a number of different strategies that I use and that I coach my clients to use to manage their time. So it's going to be a lot but hopefully it will be fun. And of course, there is a guide available that has all of this outlined for your easy reference. Strategy number one, to do fewer things. Now, this doesn't just mean to say no to more things, but I actually mean to question what you really need to do. A few years ago, I read the book, The Five-Hour Workday by Stefan Arstall. And he asks you to reflect on all the things you're doing and ask yourself these questions. Do I need to be doing this? And if so, why? What happens if I stop doing this activity or do it for less time? Am I getting the return on investment that warrants the inputs for this activity? And if not, can I do it less frequently? Can I replace it with something else that would be more impactful? So I asked myself these questions. And it changed how I approached a lot of my work. So for example, one significant change was how I managed my company blog. I was able to save numerous hours every month by switching from four original pieces of content 
to two original pieces of content, plus one curated newsletter in which we highlighted great articles from other publications, and one recycled post from our archives. Now, we kept an eye on our open rates and our click rates for this newsletter because we wanted to make sure that people were finding this change in content to be just as useful as our original content. But the change made zero difference, and yet we were able to save numerous hours. To help you figure out if there are things that you can do differently, it can be useful to know how you're spending your current time. So I suggest that you do a time tracker for one to two weeks. And if you haven't done this before, you can download the version that I use for free at mamieks.com slash podcast dash zero zero eight. Strategy number two for doing fewer things is to delegate. So some things you just need to do and some things can be done by someone else. Once you've decided that these things are worth doing, start asking yourself, what can I hand off? And who can I hand it off to? Can you hire an assistant for a few hours per week? Could you bring in an intern? Could your partner or your kids even take on some of those responsibilities? In order to effectively delegate, you need to know what things are on your plate and which can successfully be done by somebody else. So I like to make a list of everything I do and then create a two-by-two matrix to plot all of these items. So the matrix looks something like this. Along the top is the column of things that I can do versus things someone else can do. And then along the side are things that I like to do versus things I prefer not to do. And then once you have your list of all the activities on your plate, you can decide where each item goes. So first box, things that only I can do and that I like doing, that's my sweet spot. Things that only I can do but I don't like doing, well, we're going to talk about those a little bit later. Things that someone else can do but that I like to do, these are the tough ones because when you enjoy them, it can be hard to let them go. But consider what else you can do with that time that maybe you enjoy more or that only you can do, which has been stressing you out because it needs to get done and you're just not finding the time. So as hard as it may be, this is a prime box for delegation. And same with the fourth box, things that other people can do and things that you don't particularly like doing. Again, perfect for delegation. When you make your list of activities, you can include only work items or it can include other responsibilities, things that you do at home. It's totally up to you. But regardless, if you decide to delegate things, be sure to set the other person up for success by providing all the information that he or she will need to do the job. In an upcoming episode, number 22, which is going to come out in a few weeks, I talk with Dave Stahoviak about effective delegation. So stay tuned for that. Next strategy, do more things. Now, this may sound counterintuitive, especially because I just told you to do less things. But according to Laura Vanderkam in her book, Off the Clock, Feel Less Busy While Getting More Done, which is amazing and I read over the summer, people who feel like time is expansive are able to accomplish more. And when you feel like you don't have enough time, you do fewer things, which just perpetuates the cycle of not getting as much done. Now, clearly we can't just make more time to do more things. But in the spirit of Laura's book, I recently started to play the ukulele and I set an intention to play at least three times per week. Now, prior to that, I probably played the piano maybe two or three times a month. 
and I just couldn't imagine having more time to be able to play ukulele so frequently. Where was I going to get this time from? So I decided I would play in the evenings, and as soon as my kids were in bed, I would pull out my uke and I'd play for 15 or 20 minutes, which meant that either I wouldn't watch Netflix that night, big whoop, or maybe I'd get a little bit less sleep, but not enough to make a noticeable impact. So when we intentionally do the things that we want to be doing, we let go of the things that don't serve us, which means we spend less time on social media or watching Netflix or whatever that thing is for you. And at least for me, it's not a particularly hard trade-off and it doesn't take a lot of willpower. It just happens because I'm being intentional about using that time for something that's more meaningful. And now that that time is gone from Netflix or from sleep, I don't really miss it because what it's been replaced with is so much more important. So to help you make time feel expansive, write down all the things that you want to be doing and pick one and start doing it. Maybe it's going to the gym once a week or twice a week or visiting some museums once a month or playing that instrument again. Figure out when you're going to do it and then make it happen. Put it on your calendar. Attach it to an existing routine something to help you stick to your commitment. And then after you've done it a few times, congratulate yourself. You are now a person who has time to read a book once a week or go for walks each day or whatever it is that you are now doing. The next strategy is to do the same things you're already doing, but to do them faster. And there are four ways that I use to work more effectively. Those four things are to bundle similar tasks, to automate whenever possible, time block, and grow my skills. So we're going to walk through each of these. First up is to bundle. Some tasks are just done more efficiently if you bundle them together and do them all at once. Now, this one may seem like an obvious example, but I think it demonstrates the point really well. I have a special gift that I send to each guest who appears on The Modern Manager, and I mail it to them after their interview. Now, every time I go to the post office, it's a 10-minute walk plus up to 20 minutes of waiting in line and then three minutes per mailing item and another 10 minutes to walk back to my office. So if I went to the post office to mail a gift each time I completed a recording, it would take approximately 40 minutes of my week. But if I bundle this task and only go once per month, I have one 10-minute walk instead of four of them and only one 20-minute wait instead of four waits. See where I'm headed? Now, this is kind of an extreme example, but many, many, many tasks take less time when we tackle similar activities together. And this is because we're able to streamline and only have one setup or one time to get focused before we jump into the actions. So a couple of the activities that I tend to bundle are things like managing my email, creating graphics, or making changes to my website, mailing gifts, responding to social media messages, those kinds of things. And rather than doing each of them as a one-off, I'll either do it once or twice a day, once a week, or even once a month. So think about what activities you can bundle to gain some efficiencies from. Next up is to automate. So automate to me means using a technology to reduce the time and mental energy that's needed to invest in getting the same job done. One place that I have used automation really effectively is in email, and I've automated it in two different ways, both of which I do using an app called MixMax. But there are a few different apps that enable you to do the same thing. 
So the first way that I automate is by using email templates. There are a bunch of emails that I send on a regular basis, things like responding to an inquiry about my coaching offerings or outreach on being a guest for the modern manager. Rather than compose all of these individual emails from scratch each time, I have templates with language that I've already created that I simply insert into the email and then update any pertinent information. Not only does this mean I can save time by not having to type out the entire email, but the message is actually a higher quality because it's been thoughtfully crafted rather than whatever comes out of me in the moment. So I love that it's a double whammy, save time and higher quality. Now, the second way that I've automated email is by using sequences and reminders. Following up with people takes a surprising amount of mental energy and time. So instead of having to remember to follow up with someone or putting it into my to-do list, I have Mixmax automatically send a follow-up that I've pre-drafted if the person doesn't respond within a designated time frame. It makes my life so much easier. It's almost like bundling again, where I write the first email and then I immediately write the second email and have it auto-scheduled to send if the person doesn't respond. So some other things I've automated are scheduling meetings, sending reminders for upcoming coaching sessions, again, using Mixmax, purchasing groceries, which I do in an app, which then makes them magically appear at my door, even uploading and posting on social media. To identify tasks that would be prime candidates for automation, think about the things that you do repeatedly and then look to see if there's an app or a tool or a template that can take over some of those actions for you. All right, the third efficiency is around time blocking. So sometimes the challenge is that you're spending too much time on a task that really doesn't require that type of effort or time investment. And this could be because you are going for perfection where really good enough will do, or because it's a task you particularly enjoy doing. So for me, one activity that I regularly time block is finding images for my blog. I could look at images all day long, but it's really not a good use of my time. So yes, of course, the image matters to some extent, but the ROI just isn't there. If I spend twice as long looking for an image, I'm not going to get twice as many readers. So for me, 10 minutes to find an image is plenty. To keep myself on schedule, I set a timer and I download any pictures that I think have potential. And if I haven't decided on one by the time the buzzer goes off, I just pick from the potentials I have and move on. Once you have made that list of all the activities you do, consider which ones you might need to time block. How long do you want to be spending on each task? Give yourself a time limit and set a timer. You might need to be a little flexible at first or set a larger goal and then slowly work it down into what you hope will ultimately be the right amount of time in order to maintain the high quality that you want. That's exactly how it was for my podcast planning. In the beginning, it took me a really long time to plan each episode, more time than I could really afford, honestly. So I started time blocking, and now I spend what I think is a reasonable amount of time, and it fits into my schedule each week. And I am proud of each episode, and I only want to produce high-quality content, which I think I'm doing, and I hope that you agree. The last approach in doing things faster is to develop your skills to be better or make the job easier for yourself to do. This one can be tricky because it often feels like it takes a lot of time up front before you feel that payoff of the investment down the road. And that is often the case, but in the long run, it really can be a big time saver for specific activities. 
So one place that I coach people on developing their skills is as a meeting leader. The vast majority of people who lead meetings were never taught how to do so. Were you? It's kind of mind-boggling given how many meetings managers lead. And with just a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of skill building, you can quickly reduce the amount of time that you spend in meetings. So if you struggle with leading a lot of meetings and feeling like those meetings aren't really moving work forward, you definitely want to talk to me or at least check out my online course, which I will post in the show notes. So as we wrap things up, I want to mention just a few pro tips on time management. These things are a little different from the other approaches that I've talked about, but I think they're worth mentioning. And the first is to separate your planning from your doing. Making the decision about what to do and then taking action on doing it are really different behaviors. So if every time you complete a task or you walk out of a meeting, you have to decide what to do next, you're creating multiple micro opportunities for distraction or slowing yourself down. Instead, take 10 minutes at the start of your day to review your calendar and your to-do list, and then make the daily list of what you want to get done based on how much time you have and your different priorities. And then keep this list handy so you can easily and quickly refer to it. And then as soon as you finish one thing, go right to your list and get started on the next thing. Second is strategically multitask. So in episode eight, I spoke with Dory Clark about lessons from her time tracking experiment. One of her takeaways was that while general multitasking isn't productive, because we're really just switching between tasks, which takes up extra brain space and slows us down, there is such a thing as strategic multitasking in which we can do two things at once. So look for opportunities to do things like make a phone call while you're on your commute or listen to an audiobook while you're doing dishes. Even things as simple as scheduling lunch meetings instead of coffee meetings. And then lastly, going back to meetings, say no to some of your meetings. If you're in a position to question the meetings that you get invited to, do it. Numerous studies report that up to 50% of meetings that we attend are considered a waste of time. So if you aren't sure why you have been invited to somebody else's meeting, ask the host. Ask them, what is this meeting going to accomplish? Why have they specifically requested that you attend? Is there another way you can contribute without having to be present? Avoid sitting through a useless meeting if you don't have to. You can download the free mini guide for this episode at mamieks.com slash podcast 019. And while you're there, subscribe to my newsletter and you'll get every free mini guide delivered to your inbox along with each week's episode and blog article so you will never miss this great content. If you want the full guide for this episode, go to patreon.com slash modern manager to join the community. And for $5, you will get access to this guide along with all of the other full episode guides and bonus content like Wes KO's live Q&A call, which again is happening on October 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash modern manager. Again, all of these links are in the show notes for your convenience. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. 
you're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.